0: Saricha, Sanchez, Sophie, Madek Mun Hamburg, Nebra Tet Yerman Naha, Sangamang Poo Pasataiha, Kun Gamlang Langfang the Fluent Show Naha. Welcome to The Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living, and learning languages. Hello everyone, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk and I'm here to talk to you about anything and everything interesting from the world of learning another language today we have got a listener question episode so if you're a regular listener to the show you might know that every other week or so I receive and answer a listener question on the show and this week we've got a question from the lovely Jessica all about Learning a language through another language. So, I'm gonna, wor- I'm gonna work with you, <laughs> I think, on getting through my notes and not getting too confused when we're talking about the second language, the third language, and how you can learn this third through the second, and what? We will untangle all of that. And I've got lots of tips for you, no matter what your language level. Last week, by the way, was our first Fluent Show Patreon live chat. We had a video chat, took a little bit of time and it was just so much fun. Absolutely loved it. It was great to meet you listeners in person just a few of you and thank you all so much for being patreon supporters as you know patreon is a new venture to allow the fluent show to keep a little bit of listener support going make sure we're not dependent too much on our advertisers and just keep the show listener owned and supported for me that is very very important you can Check out what's on offer and become involved and join the Patreon community to get bonus audio, full-length show notes every week, polls and more live chats in the future by going to patreon.com slash Show, It's your chance to get involved with a pledge of any amount, doesn't matter any amount whatsoever. I also wanted to let you know to look out for Black Friday, Black Friday offers coming up. I've got some few, I've got a few really wonderful exclusives that are going to be coming and the programs I'm involved in, both for teachers. So the Teach and Thrive program is coming back and there's a really cool news announcement that I have about a new project an existing project which is going to be renewed because I am joining in and that is again with Lindsay Williams and Shannon Kennedy who you know if you're a listener to the show and you know that they are such respected and knowledgeable and expert and just for me some of the best language learning people that you could talk to and I'm so excited to have this project coming up with them so I won't tell you more about it but to find out more I would encourage you to sign up to the Fluent Show newsletter it's an announcement every week. Usually I let you know what's new on the blog, what's new on the podcast, and just what's new in my own language learning life. (laughs) And of course, for Black Friday, we're going to be getting involved, miss your chance to not just get a bargain, but join a program that is only open at this time of the year. So those are all of my news and announcements. Now, one other important company, Needs a mention, needs a shout out, needs a thank you. And that is Yabla. Yabla.com slash Fluent Show is your website to find videos for online language learning. If you haven't tried Yabla before, definitely do have a look. It's a subscription program, but there is a free month for all Fluent Show listeners. So it doesn't cost you anything. And it lets you practice your target language. As long as the language is English, German, Spanish, French, Chinese or Italian. Va bene. Practice your listening skills by watching videos of native speakers. You might have heard about watching videos in another language. And this is something that people do all of the time. And one of the reasons I personally don't watch YouTube in my target languages is because... I just don't find like in Welsh, I don't find anything necessarily too suitable, but with Chinese I found it's all a bit fast and it's the subtitles aren't really that accurate and what I really want is transcripts and that is where Yabla come in because comes in because it does offer you those transcripts and my favorite part is to slow down the way it lets you slow down and loop the different elements of the video so every line in the transcript can be watched separately and you can loop it so you don't have to go oh scrub back and start again and scrub back and start again no you just press that loop button and it does it for you so you can focus on what is actually being said and focus on hearing your target language and with a language like Chinese I have found that that's actually quite a challenge and I'm still getting used to it is just not possible when you're just watching YouTube and then there's just so much more. You can click on each word and have it added to this handy vocab list or not, because those settings are very convenient if you want to work out what works for you in language learning. And by the way, having recently played around a little bit more on Yabla, I've noticed that the Chinese language version is actually, it's excellent, but it's not even as good as all the other language versions. I've been having lots and lots of fun watching videos in Spanish and Italian recently to boost my comprehension of those languages. So long story short, give it a try. It doesn't cost you anything and it's only going to make you better in your target language. Yabla.com slash fluent show and of course the link can be found like all the other links and beautiful things that i mentioned at fluent.show and the address and the number of this podcast episode is 159 so the way that the system works is that you can find that at fluent.show slash 159 easy now let's talk about The question of the week, and that came from Jessica, and it's about learning your third language when you're already very good at your second language. Jessica actually emailed me about my history with learning the Welsh language. So here's what she said. Quick question. How do you handle learning Welsh using English language resources? I'm learning Spanish come from the US and live in Germany, which is why I'm using Spanish textbooks from Klett Verlag. My German is good, C2, but I'd still worry about learning the translations in a language that isn't my mother tongue. Do you learn vocabulary with three rows? Welsh, English, German? Should I do that with Spanish, English, German? Thoughts? Ah, (laughs) so Jessica, I've got you, and there are two points here. The first one is a quick one, so I want to address the question that I, I, um, the question about my English or this kind of thought about about my English. Now, I have been um, an English as my main language speaker, I would say, for the last good sixteen years. English is the language that I speak in my everyday life, even though it isn't the language that I grew up speaking. It still is very much my, my main language now. And I actually find it more comfortable now to learn through English. Shamefully, when learning Welsh using the German language as a means of learning Welsh didn't even occur to me. And I that made me wonder, and, and it's kind of in the question that you're asking, at which point does it become easier to learn your new language through your second language, so your third through your second? Are there advantages, are there disadvantages to knowing your second language so, so well that you can just use it? And a question that is more specific and kind of occurred to me is, could I even learn Welsh through German? So I had a bit of a Google around to see what resources there are. And honestly, it's nowhere near as easy to learn this minority British Celtic language through, let's say, German. There are some materials from indie publishers And I found this dictionary on the inevitable Amazon and I've put that in the show notes just in case you're interested. And I found one online phrase book, but it was all very basic and not really focused on communication and speaking. So I asked myself, if I wanted to learn Welsh from German, what would I do? And I think language exchanges would start to play a significant role. So I would find myself a Welsh speaker who wants to learn German or maybe who is already a German speaker, rare as we are, (laughs) and start working with them together on improving their German and then improving my Welsh as a result and try to eliminate English as much as possible from that conversation. I would also, like you suggested, translate my own vocab. So I think I would have to do that because the materials available are English to Welsh, largely. I would work on translating from either the welsh into the german or from the english into the german and then into the welsh so as you can tell already i would add a whole i would have to add a whole extra layer of work and the advantage that or the, the, the other thing that i would do if i was a german speaker who wants to learn welsh and finds that the materials are available only in english to be honest just get way better at english use it as a way of improving your english so that's sort of a little bit more about my own background and why I chose, I don't even want to say chose because it just it was just there, why I learned Welsh from English. And now that I'm learning the Chinese language, again, I don't use any materials that are teaching me Chinese from the basis of German. I have a few and I can use them just as well as my English materials. And what I've found is that the focus... If I'm learning, if I want to, say, learn Chinese, Mandarin Chinese, the focus is on the Chinese rather than the English or the German. And the key for me is to understand the Chinese. And my German or English skills don't really come into this as much. And that leads me to point two, which is the much more meaty, interesting part of this, this show for many of you fluent fam out there, which is about learning language number three through language number two. Sometimes this is called laddering. So if you imagine walking up a ladder, you know, you're, you're standing on rung one and to get to rung two, you have to step on rung one. You know, otherwise, the step is too big. So laddering is this idea of learning your new language through a language that you already know very well. I haven't seen it called laddering in language learning research, but I have heard, I have heard this, this way of describing it quite frequently in the polyglot community. So I will, I will um, also put an article in the show notes that refers to this as laddering. Generally speaking, here's where I see the advantages of learning through your second language or going through your second language if you want to access a third language. The prerequisite here really is that your second language has to be good. You have to be confident. And Jessica, like you say, your German's you know a C2 German. It's what most people dream of. That is excellent German. So let's say your second language is good enough. Say so your German is good enough and you want to learn Spanish through German. Why would you do this? What are the advantages? There are three big ones that I can think of. Number one, sometimes you can access better materials as we saw with the welsh english example the materials available for learning welsh are so much richer and so much bigger if you're an english speaker that i would almost say it's 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 close to impossible to learn welsh from german without using english and that's not the only language pair where this example exists exists. (laughs) Think also African languages that could be learned from French, South American ones that could be learned from Spanish or other minority languages in specific countries that will be so much more easily learned from main languages. And if you say are a Chinese speaker, you might find Korean materials that are much easier in Chinese. And the other Second advantage here, really, it kind of leads on to that, is that it boosts your second language to learn your third through the second. I hope we're all still with it. So, for example, it can boost your German to learn Spanish through German. Not just on the surface that you're learning, that you're using more German, no, you know, but also if you're learning this third language through your second one and you've never you've not entered the second one that deeply linguistically you actually get a whole new way of thinking about your second language which then amazingly gives you a whole new way of thinking about your first language so in terms of language perspectives and thinking about your the language you've been learning in a whole different way this is a huge boost and it's such an interesting way of using a language you'll have never done this before you will have never used it as as your utility to access a skill that is also another language and it is fascinating because you will see the german language explaining spanish in a different way because german works in an ever so slightly different way and this works all the way through even within the same language family And finally, one big advantage is, to be honest, if you're learning the third language anyway, you're focusing on the second language anyway, and maybe you're short of time and you want to learn efficiently, you might as well help your second language along a little bit. These are the advantages. Are there any disadvantages to doing this? From what I have seen, from what I know from my own experience and from what I've heard in the polyglot community... And this really is a lot of this is a community knowledge and trial and error type of thing. So, Jessica, there isn't, from what I have seen from my own searches, I haven't found any solid like academic research that really looked deeply into this. Because I think it's fairly, it's a fairly rare case, so not that commonly studied. But from what I have heard from anecdotal evidence, we can say that it may slow you down in your. First language, no, really, it, it could, it could um, slow you down, especially if you want to go then first language into third language. So if you wanted to go in your example, you're an English native speaker learning Spanish, but living in German. If you're learning Spanish from German, it'll be harder for you to access Spanish from English. And it may also, the focus, the heavy focus on German and Spanish then may also slow you down in your English. The other thing that it definitely does is it slows down your third language. If you go for the second language, that is just almost, you know, goes without saying. If And and again, it depends on how good your German is, how comfortable you are in German. But if you've got feelings of discomfort there, then your acquisition of Spanish might be ever so slightly slower. So here is my conclusion for you. If your goal is to get better at German... Then you're doing amazing by learning Spanish through German. Will your Spanish be worse? I don't personally think so, but I couldn't find any research on it. Will your English be worse? Yes, and and, and no. I don't say I wouldn't say worse, but I'm going here by my, what's happening to my German is I'm never going to lose my German, but sometimes I might find it more difficult to find the right expression. It's just not as handy. And over time, your native language skills, if you don't use your native language as much, will just adjust to the second language that you're using. So you may find yourself over the years speaking English with a German sentence structure, which can be ever so slightly awkward. (laughs) But never, never worry. Never, never worry. And you sort of said in your email... I worry about learning the translations in a language that isn't my mother tongue. I don't think you necessarily were worried about losing your mother tongue. But just in case, it's it's a consideration. You're never going to lose your mother tongue 100%. Now, I'm not done. I also wanted to address talking about learning vocabulary in rows or the the question that you asked were, do I learn my vocabulary in three languages? So as I've already said, no, personally, I haven't. But if you're a, say, learning vocabulary in rows person, like me and Jessica, it is possible to study your vocab in your native language and then in a few added target languages. And this technique is particularly common and... Really, actually, a lot of fun when you are learning related languages from the same language family. Because many people find it really helpful to see what those languages have in common and to start analysing patterns. For example, I could write myself vocab lists in Welsh, Breton and Cornish. Same branch of the same family, they're related. And I would see so many commonalities that it makes everything a little easier to remember. Or perhaps if I wanted to be a bit less quirky, I could write myself vocab lists in French, Romanian, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, any combination of that, those Romance languages, for example. And if you do this, you can start to get vocabulary into your head. And arguably, because the words are so related and so similar that you always see a common root, you can remember more Plus, you start to get a feel for how a specific language tends to ends nouns. I'm thinking the French, Sion, is the Italian, "zione," is the Spanish, Fion. That was an excellent, Fion. There you go, went Castellano then. And you can see how different languages create verbs. You can you could just kind of get a feel for more languages. This is a really cool way of learning a system without having to learn about that system. But do you need your native language when studying, let's say, Spanish through German? I would say no. Unless you feel that you want to maintain the highest possible skill, level and use of your native language and, say, become a skilled translator working native to target language... It is likely more efficient to go direct from your target language to your target language, or in other words, to go from your second into your third language. Again, you you mentioned worry there, and I I couldn't really get a handle in your email 100% on whether you were worried about this being translations into German or whether you were worried about losing your English. One of them will feel a lot more natural to you. And I wanted to say about your German, we're C2German. If you're learning Spanish from German, trust me, your German is good enough. The truth is, you can't stop your brain, at least at the first, from working through the language that you associate with German. At least not at first. It goes away over time. So my experience here, my relevant experience, I would say, is moving to England... When I was a student of French and I had been studying French for eight years and the way I had always studied French, because I was living in Germany and speaking German all the time, was I'd studied French from German. In fact, in all of my years, eight years of learning French and German, five, six, ten hours a week, always just consistently so, so important to or so, so much for the two of them. They were so important in my life. I very rarely actually Combine them together. It just wasn't required and my schooling didn't really, it didn't really occur to my schooling. Hmm. You know. (laughs) So I was always working German to French. Then I moved to England, entered a year of a French degree, and went, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm working English to French. And definitely at the start, I was consistently working I was translating from when I needed something in French I was working in German and when I needed to explain to somebody what I was trying to say in English or when somebody wanted me to go from English to French as my French teachers were I would go from English into German and then from German into French and that was the only way I could do it so my brain had associated French with German so much that it was almost impossible to go English to French but towards the end of the academic year and at the end of that academic year i took several jobs working um french and english in the in the same time at the end of that academic year that went away that really really went away and now i don't really put german in as much when i'm working french when i'm working in french i can speak french and think in in English so the way that you're associating languages is definitely not fixed but it is quite predominant and this is just speaking from my own experience and even today I still have some French dictionaries that are French-German that I've had for absolute years that I value that are really really good but I had to also buy a French-English dictionary and it was the first French-English dictionary I had ever ever bought. I think this added to my English and it added to my French. So again, you're just adding to the richness, but it does mean you are learning English and learning French rather than just learning French. Or in your case, with German and Spanish, you can totally make a vocab list that is German and Spanish, but you will be learning German and Spanish then rather than just Spanish I hope you're still with me. (laughs) This is a confusing topic, isn't it? And one tip that I would give you is to not think of it so rigidly. I don't think you necessarily need three rows because that is a lot of extra work. And a lot of the work might not not be necessary. And you might be duplicating things that you already know. So why not just make your vocab list default to German-Spanish. But when you feel necessary, just add an English expression. It doesn't have to be as rigid as all that. I have one aside as well about Klett materials in particular. They tend to be written for the classroom. So I don't know how you're learning your Spanish. Maybe you're in a group of lots of German speakers, which is, again, amazing way of improving your German as well but the clet materials themselves are not really designed for self-teachers so i would recommend also looking around for more self-teaching materials and if you're learning spanish from german you would find that there is quite a rich selection in in the german language and finally for all of you fluent fam people fluent fam members i've got 3 tips that i want to leave you with for learning a language through another language. Tip number one, teach your second language. Take some courage, but really think teach your second language or start a language exchange. So in Jessica's case, you could consider teaching basic German to a Spanish speaker. And learning more Spanish from them. This is a great, great way of going if you want to eliminate your native language and it will get you speaking very, very early on. And we know how important it is to speak your target language. Plus, if you want to use something like Google Translate, that's actually incredibly handy because you can work from target language to target language, easily switch around. Heck, Sometimes I look up Chinese words from a French word just because I have a French expression in my head. And that is the one that works at the time. So think of your languages as a, a, a portfolio that where they do interact with each other. And the more that you add, you're just adding to this whole um, tapestry rather than having, uh, how do I describe this, rather than having like separate pots and separate drawers where you can only ever open one drawer. You know, sometimes you get those office desks where you can only open one drawer. It's not like that. You can open all the drawers and everything can fall together. (laughs) This is my recommendation number one. So teach your second language or start a language exchange. Recommendation number two, buy materials for native speakers of your second language, as Jessica is doing with the CLET materials. But look particularly for interesting target language material. And that means you want to be clear about which language is your target language. So I would think something like a basic sort of A1 or A2 level learner's story that is written for Germans who want to learn Spanish. That's going to be perfect for you, especially because Spanish, if you're already speaking German and English, is there's there's a there's a lot of cognates there that you can figure out, so anything that is sort of the basic European ones or if you were a English and French speaker, then oh my God, just buy yourself a story in Spanish and you know go for it, go crazy because you will you will recognize so much of the language so that's my second tip is really buy materials for native speakers of the second language. It's also quite nice to remember that native speakers of one language can still become learners of another language because sometimes i think we tend to look at the native speakers as if they know everything and have all the answers and that's not quite true tip number three completely accept this is a mindset tip accept that you will forget some words and you will confuse some words like i said before it's a it's a tapestry rather than having one drawer that you can open and close at will it's absolutely normal to confuse a few and trust that You haven't lost something just because you can't find it in your mind right now. So, keep the mindset that you can be absolutely open and able and mix around. And sometimes you might even find you will be able to go from Spanish and from German into Spanish really easily. And you will, the door will almost be closed with English, and then you won't be able to find the English expression. It happens. So, stay persistent. And Jessica, I don't want to leave without complimenting you and saying how cool it is that you are learning your third language, Spanish, from your second language, German. Herzlichen Glückwunsch, This Ich find total cool. I think it's awesome. Listeners, what do you think? Have you ever tried learning a third language for a second one? Are you perhaps sort of asking yourself, when can I start learning my third language? Is there a point? Are you, are you eyeing up another language? Are you like me and you just, you know, you kind of want to learn all of them and you never really know when to start and when to end? It is, it's a fine line. I would love to hear what you think. So you can let me know on Patreon or you can always send an email to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk. And that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening to The Fluent Show. And if you haven't done so yet, come and join our podcast community over on patreon.com slash fluentshow. You can search Patreon for Fluent Show. Or why not say hello on Twitter, where we have a dedicated account, at The Fluent Show, or on Instagram, where you can simply get in touch by using the hashtag The fluent show <laughs> that is it next week Lindsay's back and we are back on top tools can't wait have a wonderful week fluent fam that's it from me goodbye